We are in Sefer Yeshayahu, Perek Tes, Hosef Zion, Dovor Shalach Adonai B'Yakov. So we are going to see in this parrot and the next parrot, Yeshayahu turns his focus and anger, and I mean anger, on the Shifte Yisrael, those ten tribes that seceded from the Malchus David, and or as we call them, the ten northern tribes. And you can see or sense the frustration, the anger, in Yeshayahu's words, because this is over 300 years that since the secession, Pekach ben Ramayahu was the king, at present the 19th king in a chain of 20 kings who are Rishoyim at best and incompetent mediocrities at worst, or it's the other way around. They are just awful. Uh, there isn't a distinction amongst them. There is total corruption. There is total disregard for the Kaddish Baruch Hu. And so now Pekach ben Ramayahu has entered into a, what you would call a mutual defense pact with Aram, uh, Israel's implacable perennial enemy. And it's not defense. They are going to wage civil war on Yehuda. And it's going to be at a terrible cost. The Medrash tells us in one day they kill 125,000 Judean troops. It's, the, it's their own brethren. Uh, 200,000 women are captured. It is a totally destructive war with a very unlikely ally here. And so Yeshayahu is now speaking to the 10 tribes. Their days are numbered. Um, Part of them have been exiled already, Naphtali and Zavun. The rest are going to go into exile where they're never going to emerge from, in, uh, realistically speaking. So we begin with Pasuk above. Javar Shalach Adoni Yaakov. The Kodesh Parker sent a message to Yaakov, Benofal be Israel, and it has fallen on Israel as well. The distinction there being, says uh, the Radak, is that Yaakov is the uh, people, the regular Hamoneam, the multitudes of, of the tribes there, while Yisrael is uh, the leadership, the hierarchy. There's a fascinating Agada about this puzzle that takes us away from this concept that it says from this we get the halacha of the Gid Hanusha. The Gid Hanusha is like the sciatic nerve would be its translation. We recall the story in Beratius. The night before Yaakov is to meet Esau, he goes back to where he had been across the river, meets an angel who is supposed to be an angel of Esau, and they wrestle all night, and it's somehow during the course of that wrestling, he strikes the angel, Sar Esau, strikes Yaakov in the thigh, and as a result, to this day, Bnei Yisrael does not eat that Gid Hanosheh, that tendon, that sciatic nerve, it's a halacha, that they do not eat it. Where does this come in here? The metaphor is that Yaakov 
is going to be in a long, dark night of exile that still goes on with Aesop. And there are times where Yaakov is going to be wounded and stumbling and lame. But in the end, he is going to triumph. And that, believe it or not, is what that pasuk is interpreted as. So you have the pshat, the literal message to uh, the tribes, and you have the agadata, that this is nothing less than a metaphor for the entire Golas uh, of Eretz Yisrael. So continues Yishayahu pasuk ches, and says Yishayahu, the nation knows all Ephraim. Ephraim is a synonym for the ten tribes because Yeruvam ben Nevat, the first king, was from Ephraim. V'yoshev Shomron, Samaria is the capital seat of the ten tribes. Begava with arrogance, Ubegodo Levav with a just haughtiness saying this is what they are saying a beautiful turn of phrase what Israel is saying that yes they've sustained damage and losses but their concept there in their arrogance and ignorance yes we have lost bricks have fallen but because we will now be built under Pekach ben Ramaya with hewn stones, even greater uh, edifices. Shikumim Gadu, that um, sycamore trees have fallen, the Arazinachlik, we have exchanged them for the great cedars of Lebanon. In other words, things are getting better according to them. Ritzin, as we said, is the king of Aram, who has made this unholy alliance, and it says, I am going to take care of them because I am going to send enemies. Ritzin has its own enemies. I will stir up his enemies that they will send him into oblivion. Aram Mikedem, the nation of Aram to the east, by Aram, which Ritzin is king of Aram, but he's king of a very small principality, the Mephoshim say. There's a bigger nation of Aram there. Aram will destroy him. Uplishtim Meachar, Plishtim to the west, the Philistines we are all familiar with. Vayochlu es Yisrael Bechol Peh, they will consume Israel and Ritzin with a full mouth. This is the first of three times that expression will appear just in the remainder of this period. With that, says the Kaddish Baruch his anger will not be appeased, his hand will still be outstretched to inflict punishment. In other words, even with this, the Kaddish Baruch is so furious and is so... Um, determined to, to make them pay for what they've done, that he will still not be appeased even after this. There is more suffering to come. Let me, let me ask you a question. Hashem is expressing anger. But if you were born in the Ten Tribes, you know, in this era, 300 years into the secession, <laughs> yes. like, what do you know about 
actually what you're supposed to do. Who's you've, teaching you? You've, we see, you've had the Nabiim screaming their lungs out to them for 300 years. Do tshuva, do tshuva. They, they just... But, but to who? To the kings or to no, all of the people? to the people and their periods of it. But there's just... Yeah, the kings are innately bad. The kings are just systemically bad. But yes, they've tried. That's it. They just keep trying and they don't give up. But they get no response. And that's the next sentence. The Om Lo Shav Om They keep getting hit, struck, beaten, the, the ten tribes, but they don't change. They don't shove up from its seem. They've learned nothing from its, its inflicting, its being inflicted with pain and suffering. They don't even bother going after and finding the Kaddish Baruch Hu. In other words, they think, the Radak says that they think these terrible things that are happening to them are happenstance. So, you know, casual events. If they examine what they were doing, they would see that there's a divine plan there. By Yechris Hashem Yisrael, Rosh Rizonov, top of Admon Yom Echad. And it's all bad, says the Kaddish Baruch I will take care of the head, the Rosh Rizonov, the tail, top of the highest canopy tree, the Admon, the lowest reed. In one day, I will wipe them out. Zokain, the elders, Unasi Ponim, those who are respected, who Harosh, the head, Benavi, Mora Sheker, who has enough, and the false prophets, the Novi Marasheka, that is the tale. Those who lead these people are leading them astray, and these people are being swallowed up astray. It's bad on the top, it is bad on the bottom. Al Cain, and now, says the Kodesh Baruch, and this is a form of Rishua, Al Bahurav. Lo yismach, I will not rejoice in their youths. Adoniva es yisomav, nor will I pity their orphans. Es almenoso, lo yirachem, I will not show compassion. Kihulo chonav umeira chalpe dover nevola, because they are all bad from flatter hypocrisy is a better word. Hypocrisy umeira alpe. Divri Navolo and Divri Navolo we will come back to obscene speech second appearance of this phrase with all that with all that infliction of pain the Kaddish Baruch Hu will not be placated the old Yodav Nechiyah his hand is still outstretched to give punishment now note there are three of the most privileged classes traditionally in Judaism, the young, the widow, the orphan. And the Kaddish Baruch says, no, they are all going to go. I will show no pity to all of them because they are all bad. But is it really saying here that you're, I'm cutting you off from the Jewish people? You're not going to be part of the Jewish people. Yeah, you're going to be gone, yes. Not necessarily, you're just another ordinary Tribe another tr- another nation. Yeah. yeah. And isn't that what happens? Yeah. I mean, the ten tribes disappear. We've never heard from them again. Um, notice the expression, Every mouth speaks novellus. And nivel pet is an expression in Judaism where someone speaks obscene, suggestive, risque, disrespectful speech. It's a terrible avera. Uh, the Gemara gives the example, by the way, of Nivol Peh is, it says, I think, in the Sech Shabbos, everyone knows that when a 
groom and bride go into the room privately in those days for yichud, what goes on there. But you don't talk about it. You don't express it. If you do, you are contributing to the unraveling of a society. This, Steve, I'm glad you're here for. Rev Schwab, in his amazing parish on Yeshayahu, in a footnote, says that Nivel Peb, he must have written this again in the 80s, you get that, what's happening to American society with the Watergate tapes. He uses this example with Nixon's tapes. You see the language he uses, the expletives deleted, and you see if this kind of language, if this kind of profanity emanates from the President of the United States in the White House, the society is going to unravel if you give the, we let the obscenity crawl into our lives and the end cannot be, you know, it can't end well. That's Rob Schwab, not me, but it's a very interesting concept that seems to be fulfilling itself. So Kibara now another uses the metaphor of a fire that will be out of control. There will be a fire breaking out of its confines, destroying everything in its grass, uh, raising a column of smoke up to the sky. The fire will consume everything. It will turn the people uh, into just absolute enemies of each other. They will be like fire consuming their neighbors, their brothers. There will be no compassion. They will steal from the right, they will steal from the left in famine, because it was, this is going to be accompanied by a terrible famine, and they will take from the right, they will take from the left. They will not satisfy them, they will eat their right hand. They will be so hungry, so driven mad by hunger, they will eat the flesh on their right hand. Some say this is literally, and this is what will did occur. Others say it's a metaphor that besides Royal Yochelu, its own brethren, they will steal from, they will take their possessions, they will just show no compassion, no respect for the other person. That's how bad the famine will be. Menashe es Ephraim. Ephraim is Menashe. They will, you know, consume each other. And of course, we know Ephraim and Menashe are the, you know, sine qua non of brotherhood and of unity. Uh, that's why we bless our children Friday night, our sons, Yisim Chalim, Ephraim, and Menashe. They were models of brothers getting along and brothers. Uh, having no jealousy and no hatred of each other, they will be reduced to stealing from each other. Yaakov, Huma, Al Yehuda, and of this they will now turn on Yehuda, which we're going to see they did. Becholzos, and now for the third time that phrase appears, Becholzos, Lo Shavapo, Yoda, even with all this famine, destruction, fire, death, I will still not be satiated in my vengeance on the people of Israel, the ten tribes, and my hand is still outstretched. There will be more suffering, and just when you thought you'd seen it all, 8.45 a.m. Monday morning, there is more.